Good evening, St. Augustine, and welcome to another Mikeless edition to the Mike Davis Show. We have a very special night here tonight. We have Ladies Night in the studio, so I mean, we should have brought cocktails, but I forgot. My bad. I dropped the ball. But before we get into how much fun that is going to be, we're going to pay some bills. Um, I've got some shopping to do for the show later, so we definitely need to get some money for Mike so that he can pay me. A to Z roofing and waterproofing. They offer free estimates and have been serving St. John's County for over 20 years in the construction industry. A to Z offers painted metal roofs for saltwater area homes with warranties for up to 25 years. They offer also offer shingle roofs with warranties up to 50 years. They install tile roofing, cedar shake shingles, designer roofing, and flat roof coverings. Recent job photos with material descriptions can be seen at A to Z roofing and waterproofing.com. Check out Chuck McCone's team for all of your roofing needs. We also have Solomon Services. They are a premier place for personal training in St. Augustine. They specialize in small group athletic and fitness development. They have athletic development for team and individual sports performance, sports injury related training. State of the Art Center offers indoor and outdoor turf areas. All coaches are certified through the National Strength and Conditioning Association. You can call and make an appointment today, 904 Four six one nine nine four five, or visit their website solomonservices.com and you can sign up today. Although I don't think you can see Sal again until Mike is back because I think they're surfing together in, in parts on... Un- oh. Parts unknown. All right, we've got Powell Heating and Air Conditioning. They are dedicated to customer service, and that is evident in everything that they do. For the 39 years, they have been a locally owned business. From the moment they answer your call until the time they leave your home, they are working to make you comfortable and confident about the care and service you receive from Powell. With their fleet of 10-plus trucks and a 15,000-square-foot warehouse stocked with parts and equipment, they are ready to serve you around the clock. They service all heating and air conditioning brands, And their emergency service is always open, seven days a week, 24 hours a day, including nights, weekends, and holidays. So check out Powell Heating and Air Conditioning for all of your comfort needs. Now, if you haven't planned dinner tonight, maybe join the Tringali family for dinner. You can either eat with them at Carmelo's Pizzeria or at 123 Burger House. Carmelo's Pizzeria was voted best pizza nine years in a row. They've got New York-style brick oven pizza. They serve salads, subs, wings, and more. Or... 123 Burger House. They were voted best burgers three years plus. Burgers, chickens, wings, salads, authentic wood-fired pizza, and ice cream. Both restaurants offer dine-in, takeout, and delivery through Bite Squad, Bite Squad and Grubhub. The Tringali family would love to share dinner with you tonight. All right, we have paid the bills. We've talked a lot about all of the events coming up, um, so we're going to kind of leave that today because today I want to highlight women-owned businesses in St. Augustine, specifically St. John's County at large. So I have a list of amazing female entrepreneurs and their businesses, and we're just going to run through that. We've got Amy Upchurch. She runs Pink Stork. It's an amazing business that helps support female health and maternity. We have Renee Unsworth, totally St. Augustine. She's making St. Augustine accessible to locals and visitors. We have Colleen Messner here in St. Augustine with the Spice and Tea Exchange, and she is making sure your food is tasty. We've got Colleen Miner. She ha- or Kathleen Miner. 
She's been on the network a bunch of times with Hopeful Handbags. She does amazing work to help support women who are trying to start a new life, a new chapter in their lives, get into a better situation. We love Kathleen Miner. We also love Nicole Nettles. She's Blue Water Jewelers. I have lots of pieces from Blue Water Jewelers. <laughs> so um, Nicole has been a friend of mine for years, helping me to sparkle a little bit more. And one of my friends that has been on numerous times, Susan Lieber. Susan Lieberman with Sailbird Distilling, but two of our most frequent and beloved lady ladies in the studio who have their own businesses. They're killing it as female entrepreneurs in St. Augustine. We've got Stephanie Hollis from Solar Stick. Everyone say hi to Stephanie. And we also have Susan Swearingen, our friend from Wild Heart Boutique. We love having both of you back. Thank you for joining me. Absolutely. When I heard it was going to be ladies night, I was all in. I know. It's going to be fun. I think we're going to have a great conversation Um, because I'm sort of at the beginning stages of being a female entrepreneur. I still kind of see myself as wife and mother, like but I, I run a couple of businesses. They're small, very, very small micro businesses. But I would love to tap into some wisdom from some ladies that are, are really doing amazing work in, in the industries where you work. But I know that you have just, I feel like we all kind of have stories. We came to it maybe accidentally, maybe completely unintentionally. So I kind of want to go into that. Stephanie, can you start telling us a little bit about your previous Absolutely. life? Absolutely. Yeah, my previous life was definitely not entrepreneurial. Yeah. I um, went to medical school, became an anesthesiologist, and how I ended up being an entrepreneur is marrying an entrepreneur accidentally. Yeah. I had no idea my husband was an entrepreneur. <laughs> it really wasn't even a word 25 years ago yeah. as much. I don't yeah. feel like that was... A thing, and um, when we moved to St. Augustine in 2004, as a doctor, obviously I could bring home the bacon, so yeah. to speak. So I said, just do something that you love, and that, mm-hmm. that was my number one thing: is do something that's going to bring you joy and and lift you up. And he decided he wanted to open his own business, and mm-hmm. I thought, well, okay, I don't know anything about that, but that sounds great. Yeah. And before I knew it, I was stepping in to help him with areas where. He wasn't as strong where Mm -hmm. I had some strength and some knowledge. And we just started working together. And 20 years later, now I'm running Solar Stick (laughs) (laughs) and and sitting sitting at the head of the company. um, And he's our our main innovator. Mm -hmm. The innovation and invention is his strength and kind of the, um, I'm the integrator. I'm the one Mm -hmm. that really helps make all of the infrastructure work and that's just been a combination of the things i learned in medicine Mm -hmm. things i learned in the business of medicine which is a business people most people don't realize it is a business they don't teach you anything about the business when you're in medical school but it is a business so you learn quickly um or not (laughs) and um yeah and i've just been exploring so when I first started being called an entrepreneur, I was like, who, who are they talking about? Yeah. But I realized um, just in the way he and I have gone through life and lived, that's just really how we, we are kind of, that is our normal path, yeah. right? We just never, I was not a very good employee ever, yeah. ever. <laughs> um, 
um, I ruffled a lot of feathers. And so I'm much, I'm much better <laughs> owning my own business and running my own business. And if I fail, I fail. And yeah. which you do a lot as an entrepreneur and as a yeah. business owner, you fail a lot because that's how you learn. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so, Susan, I was doing some research on you mm-hmm. because I, I, We've talked a few times, mm-hmm. but yeah. I think I know a little bit less about your story than I knew about Stephanie's. Yeah. And it turns out you were featured in Wall Street Journal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how did that go? Because, yeah. I mean, yeah. you get interviewed by a reporter and then you're the, the feature picture, right? Right. I was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let me tell you the story about that. So I, I started in corporate. So I had a 25-year career doing consulting and just traveling around the world and very structured. Yeah. Um, and I really liked it. I really liked being in with a lot of people and we were doing a lot of cool things, very intelligent group of people. Um, and I burned out. Yeah. I burned out really bad. And I mean, it was so bad that I I just really couldn't continue. Mm -hmm. And so I actually went into, um, a cognitive behavioral therapy program. I mean, I was, I was like, couldn't get out of bed, burnt out, like serious. And, you know, it was through that experience of rebuilding myself that I was like, okay, this is interesting. This is really like a portal into the next part of my life. Mm -hmm. And out of that came, I did, I left my corporate job and out of that, I was also practicing yoga for a very long time. So I started teaching yoga. I started, I ran a yoga business. I started learning and teaching mindfulness. And through that work, um, one of the, I was doing some work with the University of San Diego has this awesome center for mindfulness program okay wow and they had hired me to do like business work for them but i was also learning how to teach it was really Mm -hmm. a great situation awesome and so they um i the wall street journal must have go to certain institutions and say hey we're doing a piece you know do you have someone so they recommended me and which was so cool i was with other women in Mm -hmm. this article and and the picture that's on the the article is me doing tree pose in a tr- up high in a tree. <laughs> it's so cool. Fantastic. Cool like, it's really cool. That's yeah. awesome. I didn't know at the time. I mean, I, it was my picture. I didn't know it was going to be seen by yeah. anybody. But what's so funny about it is that the actual title of the article is called the virtuous the virtuous midlife crisis. Okay. <laughs> now, I didn't know that. So I found it. Do you want me to oh, show people? Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. I would love yeah. to yeah, see I didn't, it. I didn't realize that I was the, wow. the face of the virtual midlife crisis, the virtuous midlife crisis, which is okay. That's I was just awesome. a little bit like, okay, maybe I did have a crisis. Well, it's also <laughs> it's, like, it is. Yeah. you know, why are you putting that on my journey? Yeah. Like, <laughs> maybe that's just not the lens you see yourself going through. I didn't know I was I mean, having a crisis, like, but now I do. Maybe Thank I you. was. And so I really took that as an opportunity to say, it's okay yeah. for whatever you want to call it. And mm-hmm. that was and is a milestone marker for me in my journey. You know, I think being being in my 50s, mm-hmm. life changes. It does. Undoubtedly. Yeah. And I had just started Wild Heart Boutique. So I was eight, which was really cool because I was able to get that in the article because I'm like, yeah, yeah I want St. Augustine, Florida. I'm, you know, in St. Augustine, Florida for Chicago. And now I'm here. And so that part of my journey, you know, kind of having this very structured, really kind of traditional mm-hmm. career, um, and then ending up doing something that I had no plans for mm-hmm. at all. I loved fashion. I mean, I, I did or say I was probably one of the better dressed people 
<laughs> on my teams. Of course. But it wasn't my, I mean, you know, it's it's kind of funny because sometimes I wish I could be, have a different story. Like, no, 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 I wanted to be in the fashion business my whole life. Yeah. But it's not true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What happened was that this was a channel for me to be in the community. Mm-hmm. And when I moved here, I didn't, I didn't know anybody. It was really a it kind of a, a, a leap. It was a big leap mm-hmm. of let's try this. It feels good. Mm-hmm. It feels like there's a community here. How am I going to get into it? And so this was the channel that I felt would be good. It mm-hmm. ticked off a few boxes. It was mm-hmm. with women. I really wanted to work with women. Yeah. I wanted to work with women that are very engaged in the community, women that are, you know, we're all going through our own things. Like you said it yourself, mm-hmm. we have our stories. Yeah. Each of us has our stories. So I was very open to that. Mm-hmm. And so, and and I wanted to learn how to run my own business. Mm-hmm. I mean, be careful what you ask for. Yes, <laughs> you will get it in spades. Right, right yes. Stephanie? I mean, Absolutely. What the entrepreneur, I didn't look up the definition entrepreneur yeah. until until like now when you were like we're going to talk about entrepreneurship and i was like, like okay cool. what's the real definition <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. is that what we do okay. right. i'm like gosh i didn't you know sometimes you think that you're really prepared mm. and you're not i wasn't no, no, i mean no. i had the background like you the business of medicine you definitely mm-hmm. have a feeling mm-hmm. but you get into it and then you got to figure it out yeah and that's where the fun and the learning and the failures come in so that's been my, my really my journey to where I am now, which I would have never planned. No, never have even guessed. No, same with you. You would same have with guessed. me. I yeah. would never have guessed. And mm-hmm. really, I look back in figuring out like how did how did we get here? How did mm-hmm. I get here? Because um, I didn't even grow up knowing I wanted to be a doctor. I mean, that wasn't yeah. my story. I figured out like my last year of college that I had a gift that would be good to set me up for success in medical school. And then I, you know, so I've always found my journeys by just trying to listen to what am I enjoying? What am I good at? Mm -hmm. What am I not enjoying? Mm -hmm. Um, Because one thing, for whatever reason in life, as I was growing up, when I interacted with people who hated their jobs Mm, or really disliked, I thought that was so sad Mm -hmm. because even as a young person, because they go, oh, you'll understand when you get older, but I still maintain life is too short. And if you genuinely dislike what you're doing, whatever job you've ended up with, you're like, Mm -hmm. I am finding no joy in this, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. You are not stuck. Yeah. Like you are not stuck. It might take time to get to something different, but you're not yeah. stuck. And so I just always promise myself, I'm like, I will never be that person, that misery and job, because yeah. that's horrible. Yeah. And so, and I think that, you know, in pursuing these different businesses, mm-hmm. I've... I've not known. I I had an interior design business yep. for several years, and I had to set that aside when Solar Stick <laughs> became my full time because it is full full time right yeah. now. But that you know, I'll do something else. I never yeah. saw myself being in the same job until I retired yeah. at sixty five, and then sit in the recliner. Like mm-hmm. that's just never been my goal. My goal has just been to enjoy life and learn and have fun mm-hmm. and and help other mm-hmm. people, yes. right? In whatever yes. aspect, yes. because you do help. Yes, even in helping them get dressed, you know, yeah. and 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 feel good about themselves. Yeah. You're you're providing a service and serving others is mm. is just awesome. And we all do it in different ways. Yeah, absolutely. And now I'm at. I'm at this really cool point in life at 50 
where mm-hmm. I look back and I go, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I've been figuring out how to run a business for 20 years, mm-hmm. accidentally, Yeah, right? Yeah. I've figured out a lot. I've taught myself QuickBooks. I've taught myself mm-hmm. a lot of skills that I just had to figure it out. And I'm enjoying now the opportunity to give back to when, when a woman comes and says, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. Do you have any advice for me? Yeah. I love that yeah. because I wish I had had more mentors, right? you know, to help me at the time. I didn't know what I needed. Yeah. Um, so I'm enjoying that part now of, of gathering some women that have expressed. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really mm-hmm. curious to hear about yeah. like kind yeah. of what, what you're, you're searching oh. and doing. So, um, my story is kind of funky. I mean, it. I have like this weird resume because like I yeah. knew I was going to be a dolphin trainer. I knew I was going to be, I was one of the millions of young girls oh, that knew I wanted to be a dolphin trainer. Right. And so I'm, all of my education was super focused on getting to that goal as fast as I could mm-hmm. to the point of, I needed three credits to graduate high school. And I went to my guidance counselor and I was like, I need three credits. I was at the end of my junior year. It's like, I don't want to waste a year. Mm-hmm. Like, what can I do? Can I test out? Like, can I do summer school and be done? Like graduate early? Mm-hmm. Like, how can I do that? And dual enrollment was just starting to be a thing. Nobody knew about it at that point. Mm-hmm. I qualified for the program, um, but she didn't want to recommend it at first. She's like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Who's being mean to you? Like, <laughs> who hurt you? Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why are you running? And I'm like, I'm not running away from something. I'm running mm-hmm. towards something. Mm-hmm. It's like my best friend was moving. My, my, boyfriend was moving I was like you know all of my ties to like social stuff in high school are kind of like loosening Mm -hmm. so I'm running towards my goal and I just don't want to waste a year good for you and so I did dual enrollment I got hired I graduated early from college as a result I got hired at Marineland right after out of school so that's what brought me to this part of the state I grew up in Florida but I wasn't on this coast and so I was a dolphin trainer and like I was going to be a lifer Right. And what I had seen in my internships in my early career is that you're either less than five years or you're in it forever until you retire. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of the trajectory. And so I was like, I'm going to retire in this position. Like, these are my babies. I'm home. Right. Right. Well, dolphins are amazing. Um, I didn't love the environment that I was in. I loved playing with the dolphins. I loved communicating with guests and educating guests about the dolphins. But I didn't love the um, just the work. It's very high competitive nature sort of industry. And there it's typically only males at the top and usually childless males at the top because the women are the ones that like get married, have babies and they're out earlier. Mm -hmm. So it's not as many like, and those are my goals. I want to get married and have babies. And so I'm like, well, how what's my path forward Mm -hmm. here? And it really came down to, you know, I don't want to work in this hyper competitive environment. That's not taking the cognitive behavioral things we know for our animals Mm. and raising up staff in that same way. Sure. (laughs) And so that was just my experience. It's different staff now. Um, But I I didn't want to continue in that trajectory. And so I stepped out and that was really scary for me. I felt I felt like a failure because everyone Mm -hmm. knew I was going to be a dolphin trainer. Everyone gave me dolphin stuff from the time I was a child. Mm -hmm. So that has led me down this weird path of discovery where I've been the sample girl. I've helped other people open their businesses. And now I'm 
sort of self-taught with, I was trained a little bit on podcast producing. Um, and then I had to teach myself everything else because COVID shut down mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. And I was the only one that knew how to get us live wow. and online that at the church. Your learning, and so I went yes. from a children's minister at the church <laughs> to a podcast producer real fast. Wow. <laughs> but I was an essential worker. And Absolutely. so I was... I was allowed to come, and that's the only way anything happened that went at our church was I had to figure it out. And that was scary and stressful, and I lost hair. (laughs) It literally fell out. Um, But but you leaned into the challenge. And see, I think that that's that's one thing that entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. have in common is you get restless Mm -hmm. in the structure. Mm -hmm. You get restless in the organization of this is how things are. And you lean into that restlessness and listen to your inner voice. Mm -hmm. And you, and, and I'm really, I love it when somebody tells me I can't do something Mm -hmm. because I go, Oh really? Yeah. You know, I had a college professor tell me I couldn't get into medical school with Mm -hmm. the degree I was pursuing. I was like, Oh, watch me. (laughs) And I did, you know, and I, I had anesthesiologists, partners that told me I couldn't practice anesthesia the way I had, I essentially transitioned to more of a um, uh, part-time kind of, I would work when I wanted to work Mm -hmm. because I was doing the dual (laughs) running a business with my husband and doing this. And I said, no, I'm going to choose, pick and choose my work. And they said, oh, you can't do that. I said, I can do it. I can do whatever I put my mind to, right? That's how I was raised. And so, and leaning into that fear of you know, I don't know, but I'll figure it out. Yeah. And you will, right? Mm-hmm. That's how, I mean, that's the secret sauce, I think, is yeah. just being willing to fall on your face and fail and figure it out. And hopefully you don't fall on your face too many times, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And you, you you stumble into, or you trial and error your way into the right answer. Mm-hmm. And, and then you learn, or you learn from somebody else's mistakes, yeah. which is a good way to do it too. Yes. That's why I think it's great for yeah. us all to communicate is go like, yeah. boy, if I could share some of the things that I yeah. wish I didn't have to learn the hard yeah. way with other women <laughs> right. in particular, cause mm-hmm. that's my tribe, you know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So I think, I think that's wonderful. I think even your story of the willingness to let go of whatever that, whatever that identity you had created for yourself, mm-hmm. because that happens for us. You know, yeah. we, we are in a certain part of life and you're really dedicated to something and you know we can kind of, we can really get wrapped up in that. We can yeah. kind of start to really truly identify with it, and that's yeah. real, and that's something to be celebrated because you're committed. Mm-hmm. But then it's like that loosening, and and whatever mm-hmm. the reason is, you know, to to willingness to say actually that's not what I want to do right mm-hmm. now, and it's not really going to serve me. And then to take that's that leap that you're talking about, mm-hmm. and sometimes you don't know what you're leaping to. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I think. Whether or not you call it entrepreneurial spirit, maybe it is. It's some kind of spirit. You know, Mm -hmm. it's a learning spirit. Mm -hmm. It's a willingness to evolve. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the part that is really to be celebrated. Because sometimes we get hung up on, and I do too, like, well, what's it going to look like? Well, what am I going to do? What am I going to say to people? (laughs) They're going to ask me, what are you doing right now? And I'm like, I don't know. I I mean, I'm trying this and I'm trying this. But you know what? That's a beautiful place to be Mm -hmm. because that's a learning place. And that what you said is discovery. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of room for that. There should be more room for that. Absolutely. Because you have gifts and talents. We all have gifts and talents. Mm -hmm. 
And that's what is wanting to come through. Yeah. It's wanting to mm-hmm. come out and manifest itself in a certain way. Exactly. I mean, I 100% was going to be a dolphin trainer and my kids were going to go to public school because I was definitely not going to be a homeschool mom. And like homeschooling, I thought was terrible when I was in my late teens, early 20s. And then I became a, a homeschool mom who works mm-hmm. also. And so that led into an, an educational business it's a tutoring business oh, and nice. so so it's kind of these weird prongs but i have found that things that i learned as a dolphin trainer things mm-hmm. that i've learned throughout my various jobs have informed how i act how i learn how i'm driven in the paths that i'm currently on so how how is that how has your past life informed mm-hmm. your current life mm-hmm. yeah i mean i it, it without a doubt does. Mm-hmm. And I even find myself even more grateful for the experiences that I've had mm-hmm. in the past. And even some of those experiences that I kind of thought, this is a waste of my time, or I'm going to forget about that. Mm-hmm. I can move on. It's like, no, actually, a lot of those learnings resurface yep. later mm-hmm. on. And so for me, for running a business, I mean, it's it, everything, you know, it was everything. It was the relationships. It was the creation of a process. It was all the little things that sometimes I thought were really rote. Yeah. I just, you know, like you mentioned, we don't want to do things. There are things I didn't want to do, mm-hmm. but you know, I did it. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm like, oh, thank goodness I did that because yeah. now I actually know how to write a business plan. I mm-hmm. actually know how to learn QuickBooks or I know how to, I have that ability to learn. Yeah. And so that I carry forward and I think the other thing that's really, really critical was my ability uh, that I learned through my career was the ability to really listen and talk to people. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of cliche. You know, people say, but oh, it's important communication. I'm like, but that might be almost everything. And it might be rare. It is pretty <laughs> much so everything. Rare. I mean, I mean, it all comes back to absolutely relate. I mean, my husband, you know, talks about it all the time, but a successful business boils down to building good relationships Mm -hmm. and making good decisions and learning from the mistakes you make. Mm -hmm. And my, I'm sure my, my team members are probably tired of all of my medical analogies because I do, I spent 20 years as Mm -hmm. a practicing physician. So, which I loved, I loved that career. And there were so many things I loved about it, but I also knew it was a season in my life. Mm -hmm. So I was fortunate in that I wasn't, overly hung up in that identity yeah i miss it some yeah you know and i still have a few people call me doc and it makes me feel good um (laughs) but um but yeah the the learning that i did just about how to a good bedside manner comes into how you take care of people in your business world and i love that you say that i just feel because i can feel that from you and i think no matter what the business is Mm -hmm. there's a certain amount of humanity and compassion Mm -hmm. maybe a lot of amounts of humanity and compassion because really we're all doing trying to do the same thing Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. it may be in a different format like you're Mm -hmm. selling something very different than i'm selling but the truth is we're not really selling, yeah. you know, we're serving, we're mm-hmm. servicing something. And, and I always say that it's not about the clothes. Like it's, yeah. it's just not, mm-hmm. I mean, I have a bunch of them. It's just mm-hmm. a tool. It's a yeah. tool. 
Mm-hmm. It's kind of the way that it's your entry point to mm-hmm. having those relationships and then helping someone go further in what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And that's what I really resonate when you say that, even in your medical mm-hmm. terminology. It's cool. It's yeah, cool. thank you. Now, it's the, the deeper, especially with solar sticks specifically, the deeper we've gotten into the business, the more we've realized that it is just a tool mm-hmm. for serving the community. Cool. It's enabled us to do some really great things locally. It's enabled us to hire you know, dozens of people. And then we help those people build families Mm. and help them become better people and grow them as people in the community and teach Mm. them things. And it's, it's just a really cool Mm. big picture, you know, you go like, what have I done in this world? Mm -hmm. You know, and I've, I've worked hard and you never stop working hard. I mean, owning a business, I always, I laugh when and you probably, both of you get this, mm-hmm. when you tell somebody you own a business and they go, oh, how nice. They and go, you're like, yeah. says no, no one who no ever money. owned a business <laughs> because your work hours are 24-7, 365, because they go, mm-hmm. oh, you own a business. You can do whatever you want. And you go, if you still want to keep owning a business, you, yeah. you, really nah, do. you don't get to do whatever you, you don't want. Make your and hours. that's okay. Right? Yeah. You know, my husband and I, we are business partners and marriage partners. Mm-hmm. And you know what? We talk business almost every evening like you're not supposed to do, but we do because we yeah. understand. And then it we go, okay, no more. We have little yep. boundaries we build. Boundaries is my was my buzzword for the last couple of years. I'm working on those. Yeah. But so you do, though. You you learn and you grow and, and you realize that the business, it started out with you, you know, leaning into your talent mm-hmm. and leaning into the passion that, you know, you had. But it becomes bigger than that and it becomes... Um, you know, opportunity to, to serve people and to, to do more than you thought. What I'm really seeing from both of you and your journey and your passion and what you're doing is that you're really in the business of empowerment. Mm-hmm. You're really all about empowering those around you, whether that be your customers, whether that be your your staff or the people that are working shoulder to shoulder with you on the journey and others that are around you that that need the help. I mean, even though your businesses are so different, the reason I thought that you two would be good together is because you really are in the business of empowerment. Mm-hmm. And that's very powerful. I want to speak to something that you mentioned before, Stephanie, that you are not a great employee. <laughs> uh, no. And the reason I want to bring that up is because what I found when I've been in management positions is that... Um, I had to be really intentional in how I spoke to people Mm -hmm. so as to not come off in a way that I didn't intend. And I would watch because I'm I'm a behavior girl. I watch behaviors Mm -hmm. and behavior modification was kind of my area of study. And so I always thought it was interesting that if I addressed the people that I worked with the same way that the male managers did, it was a very different response. Mm -hmm. And so there's a fine line between like, really, you know, stepping into the authority that you've been trusted with mm-hmm. and leading your team and being a bitch. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. To put it frankly, and I'm sorry for the language, but no. that's really how I feel like that's a struggle that women have that men don't have. Absolutely. So how Absolutely. have you, because how have you're, you that? You know, the men are, you know, the men are assertive, but you're mm-hmm. aggressive. Yeah. Um, and absolutely. And in medicine, I mean, mm-hmm. I was, as an anesthesiologist, I entered a field where 10% were represented by women. Mm-hmm. So it's very much a boys club. Yeah. Being in the operating room is very much a boys club still. Mm-hmm. But so I was used to that dynamic to some degree. Yeah. And um, 
I found a balance um, with number one. Um, I I lean toward being pretty empathic anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes too much. Yeah, <laughs> it can be a, a bit paralyzing. Um, but um, you know, always trying to picture in the other person's shoes and really look at it from their standpoint yeah. because there are people that you know men have behavioral patterns just like women have behavior mm-hmm. patterns it doesn't make it good or bad it just yeah. is what it is right and we're all creatures of how we were raised and the environment um so i've personally and and it can be a hot button issue i guess with women in business and strong women and women empowerment and all of this mm-hmm. kind of stuff i found what i think is a good balance where yes i get treated differently as a woman 100 percent. yeah um uh, what makes me unique is what makes me get treated differently than my husband or, mm-hmm. or whatever. And that it is what it is. Yeah. Um, and I try to strike that balance of, I acknowledge it and I'm aware of it, mm-hmm. but I try not to let it inform how I react. Mm-hmm. And I try not to let it get in the way of doing the work. So mm-hmm. I try to strike that balance. It, I happen to be a woman mm-hmm. And yes, I'm a woman-owned business, but it's not my main focus. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, because I, I see it sometimes work. And I'm going to try to walk this delicately here. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can see it work against people where they're okay. t- they're so aware of how the differences between how men and women can get treated in different businesses, different levels of leadership. They're so aware of that that they're missing the focus of just getting the work done and being the best you can be. Like, mm-hmm. I've always been the most competitive with myself to be the best I can be. I happen to be a woman. Yeah. Okay. You know, I have, I, I, I understand I have different um, barriers to overcome as a result of that, but mm-hmm. I try not to let it be a crutch or let it be something that. That, that makes an excuse if I fail maybe I failed because I didn't do it good enough yeah I mean I'm sure I've been held back because of a woman in some but I don't let that be yeah. my crutch I, I ignore it I go whatever I'm yeah. still gonna do it and I think that for me that's been a good balance mm-hmm. because yes it and, and I just try to be a really good role model for other women mm-hmm. because I've been in instances where other women didn't lift me up and it made yeah. me sad you know they yeah. didn't pull me up and go, Hey, you're, you're like me and let's do this together. They, you know, different generation kind of tended to not be as good to their fellow women. So I just try to be a good example and say, you got this. Mm -hmm. And I don't focus too much on everything's because I'm a woman. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But men have their own stuff they have to deal with too. And so, you know, that's, that's kind of my approach is, yeah, yeah, I happen to be a woman. So what? Mm -hmm. Moving on. Yeah. Next. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and I I would add, I mean, in my career in business, I was typically the only woman. I mean, at that time, now things, demographics have changed, Mm -hmm. but I was in positions where a lot of times I was the one that was leading the meetings, Mm -hmm. and they were mostly men. So it's an interesting dynamic to think about, right? If I became very aware of, oh my gosh, I'm a woman in this boardroom of men, and I have the power, it's like, I I don't think I really thought that. I mean, I, I feel, um, I feel that I, I agree with you. I feel that, yes, I am who I am. 
I look the way I look, and that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I did early on. I had to kind of think about that. I had to play with, well, what am I going to dress? How do I do with my hair? How do I speak? And after a while, I was like, no, that's just so much work yeah. to not be me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, if I don't fit, I don't fit. And what mm-hmm. I was finding was that actually I was a lot of times, and I was in a very tech-heavy company, so a lot of times I was the one that was saying things that other people weren't saying. Mm-hmm. Or I was the one that could, you know, actually get out how people were actually thinking and feeling because mm-hmm. of my personality. And I don't know, is that because I'm a woman? Maybe. Yeah. But I think even being an, like an empathic or mm-hmm. the ability to read behind what someone is looking at or what someone's saying, there's mm-hmm. some real skill there. Yeah. And I really made my career off that, really. I was... Very good at that. Very mm-hmm. good at pulling out someone that really wasn't maybe speaking up or helping to facilitate, okay, well, the opposite points of view because a lot of domination would happen in, mm-hmm. in those kind of situations. And I felt like that's a cool skill yeah. that mm-hmm. I bring. And mm-hmm. so I'm going to bring that fully. And I do, I, yeah, I definitely think that being a woman, being a mom, I mean, I was – you know, in, in the early 2000s, I was in the early, in the late 90s, I'm the one pumping milk in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> in between a corporate meeting, yeah. having my suit on. That's, you know, that's crazy. Yeah, I did that too. Right. You <laughs> yeah. do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Yep. And do I think that that held me back in certain ways? Yeah. But at the end of the day, did I really want to be a partner? Did I really truly mm-hmm. want to be a partner in that business mm-hmm. and not have the time with my children? Well, the answer is no. Yeah. So there's a whole other conversation around, okay, is that fair or not? But the truth of the matter is the way that it was then was I wasn't willing to live that kind of life Mm -hmm. to get that kind of position Mm -hmm. and that kind of organization. Yeah. And so I knew that I was making a decision to Mm -hmm. not go up the ranks. Yeah. But that's okay. And look where you are now. Yeah. I mean, I had what I wanted. I did Mm -hmm. what I needed to do. Yeah. And now it's like, I don't really, someday, there's some days where I might feel sorry for myself. Yeah. I'll be honest. Where sure. Like, this didn't work. Why is it? Why, you know, yeah. what is this? Could it be all these things? And after a while, it's like, well, what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can find out all the reasons you think it is. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you got to get back up. Mm-hmm. And that's the spirit that we're talking about, entrepreneurial spirit of, well, yeah. no one is going to solve this for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I used to have people I could delegate it to. Yeah. I mean, I, I loved that. But you, <laughs> you come out, give me three suggestions, figure out the problem. And now I'm like looking at myself going, no, you're the one that has to clean the yeah. floors. Yep. And you got to solve the problem. Right. So yeah. what do yeah. you do? Exactly. And there's some real, that is very empowering mm-hmm. because that's self-empowering. Yeah. And so as you get to that place, then you are coming from a place of, of empowering others. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one thing that being a self-employed, self run business, I can get to deeper than I could in a corporate situation because Mm -hmm. I've had to build this. I'm the one that's on the hook. And so when I build that, I get a sense of, oh, okay, I get get it. I get it now. And I've learned these lessons. And Mm -hmm. that's when it comes in to say, if there are other people out there doing this, I I am an open book. I will share whatever I can share, Mm -hmm. because I see that that's where the real power is, Mm -hmm. is not just in what I'm doing, Mm -hmm. but it's back to that relationship. It's back to that community building. And I think, personally, I think women are really good at that. Yeah. I really do. Mm -hmm. I mean, as a whole, I feel 
like we maybe we naturally gravitate towards that. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't feel um, it's not hard for me to be vulnerable mm-hmm. with people. And I feel like, again, that's a skill. And I think that's something that is a really big open door yeah. for doing more of what we want to do in the community even. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, historically, I mean, we kind of think of women as having having the place in the home. But if they were the homemaker, even if they, I mean, regardless of what level they were as far as social class, running a home is not a one one focus. It's so many different focus points that are spread out across. And if you have like a larger home where you have staff in your home, now you have to manage staff and you have to, there's a lot that goes into it. So it seems like we're a little more adept to being able to multitask. I think so. Than maybe our male counterparts. Yeah. I think so. And being in We have to manage a lot automatically and, Mm -hmm. you know, have to tune in to everybody's, feelings and perceptions mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. what's not being said and mm-hmm. you know it's a, kind absolutely. of an unseen isn't mm-hmm. it that that whole role is is mm-hmm. a, is kind of an unseen role yeah. i think i think as women we know that happens mm-hmm. but it's it's a it's an intangible mm-hmm. but yet it's so critical yeah right but i i agree i mean my goodness think about all the things that you manage in a day and yeah. all the different parts <laughs> in your life mm-hmm. i mean that's there's no task list that I could ever had that had every single task. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine? No, yeah, can't. Very there's true. in the depths no. of your mind. There's all these millions of tasks that are happening yeah. at any given time. Absolutely, so I think so, you've hit on something. How do you keep it all straight, though? I mean, so like I said, I'm homeschool mom. I have this giant passive planner <laughs> that. Ooh, this has, like so this has yeah. lesson oh plans goodness. in it. That's what the numbered things are. It has our life, yeah. and that's the months. And then I've got podcast stuff, and I've got my my education business in the back. Like everything's in this mm-hmm. because I have to see it. That's the way I process things. Mm-hmm. Is I can put the pieces together if I can see it. If it's all just <laughs> Heather's, it, yes, it's a happy planning. Yes. Um, <laughs> so I've had to like pull together these tools and it's funny that I did a photo minor the class I hated the most was digital photography so I'm like I'm I'm gonna take pictures I'm not gonna like color on my pictures this is a waste of my time it's the class I use 100% more than anything else it's the one that I hated and so I've had to like modify things to make it work for my life because my life's just weird it's not normal. I imagine you ladies have the same sort of yep. mm-hmm. balancing a million things. How do you keep it straight? Yeah. And I think I think the the ideal of the the work life balance. Oh yeah. I think that's one of those fairy tales that we beat ourselves up with. Yeah, for sure. At least for me, um, I've I've gained a lot of comfort through. Um, there's a great book uh, by a woman named Courtney Carver called Soulful Simplicity. Okay. And she is, a, I've been living with MS for 22 years now, and mm-hmm. she's the same. And she discovered that part of her health journey requires life to be a lot more mm-hmm. simple than it used to be. Okay. Um, so in simplifying some of my my life in terms of what do I choose to do and what do I choose not to do? Or what mm-hmm. do I, what did I used to do, but I'm going to like, you know what? I'm not doing that anymore because it's yeah. just too much. And giving myself permission to stop doing those things. Like, yeah, yeah. you know what? I used to always do this, but I'm not going to do that anymore. And it's okay. Right. I'm not, not that person anymore. Um, my, I have my 
calendar on my iPhone, mm-hmm. everything goes in my calendar. Yep. Appointments, meetings. If it's not in my calendar, it ain't happening. It doesn't. And that <laughs> and that relieves me of having to try to remember. Yeah. Like, don't forget you have this thing. Even if it's something like send an email to this person. If yeah. I really need to remember to do it, I'll put it in my calendar mm-hmm. to remind me. Come do the podcast at five mm-hmm. o'clock. Get mm-hmm. there by four forty-five. Yeah. And that has relieved that stress of you know forgetting and feeling bad and responsible. And as yeah. women. One of our challenges, because we want to do all the things and yeah. we're people pleasers by nature, mm-hmm. learning learning when to say no yeah. it has been a big help for me. And just telling people like, you know what, I don't have the bandwidth for that right now. Yeah. I would love to, mm-hmm. but if I know if I'm going to do something, I want to do it 110% yeah. and I just can't give it to you. So I, I, I deal with that a lot. I'm very, yeah. I tend to be fairly direct with people, <laughs> but that is what it is too. Um, yeah. But I'll tell people when they approach me and they want something from me, I'll say, listen, I can, I can give you money mm-hmm. f- donation wise. Like yeah. I can provide money. I can't give you my time. Mm-hmm. Like, so if that will help, we can have this conversation. Yep. But if you want my time, mm-hmm. I just don't have it right now. Yeah. And it's, you know, when you put boundaries up around your time and your, that I think is where the work-life balance really exists is just that you're, you're choosing how to spend your energy and your time. And, you know, I'm in a season right now where I get sleep. That yeah. is that is what my body needs right now in this mm-hmm. lovely <laughs> 50s decade yeah. is yeah. sleep is a vital yeah. health benefit for me. And so I I forgive myself for not getting up at 5 a.m. to go running anymore. Yeah. Just not doing it. And I refuse to feel guilty about it. Yeah. Yes. Right. I I wake up when I'm ready to wake up and I, you know, and I've structured my life. And the great thing about being an entrepreneur and a business owner is you're like, this is my rule. I'm going to do this Mm because it's important. Yeah, so absolutely. that's and, kind mean, of where I am right now. And I love—I really like your references to seasons because I think, you know, for you, Amanda, you are in a different season. Yeah, you have children that mm-hmm. are younger, and that is going to require something different mm-hmm. as you are doing. I mean, yeah. the planner. I mean that. I think that's a real testament to what you need to be doing. And I yeah. just want to say that because, you know, as you go through seasons, the same things don't work the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really true. true. I have invested in every single time management system. <laughs> I have been, I have a Franklin planner. I have yep. a Covey planner. I mean, uh-huh. I all of them. All yep. of yep. them. I taught them. Like, yes. I was a productivity person. Yes. And then. Read all the I books. I wasn't. Right? <laughs> Read, Read all, all the, first, the books. First things first. I mean, all those, right? And yep. then I wasn't. Yeah. And then it was like, mm, you're not going to do that anymore. And so I loosened that. And mm-hmm. I think for me, the calendar, I love that because I do the same thing because I don't want it to take my brain space. Yeah. <laughs> but I think what's really interesting, and if you haven't listened to anything by Oliver Berkman, he okay. he's all, was truly a productivity expert. And he's kind of flipped the script. And he's like, you know, I noticed that I was really productive and I always felt like when I get all these things done, then I'm going to get there. And yeah. you know that never happens. It's a yeah. myth. It's, it's a total, total myth. that work-life balance shit. That catch, yeah, catching up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no, no such thing. Do. Yeah. You don't do right. it. Right. When was the one time that you're like, wow. I'm all caught up. All. Yeah. You don't. No. Because Never. that's not probably our way of being anyway. Yeah. So I think don't miss your life. That's my thing mm-hmm. is to stop and just to pause. And especially in the moments of crazy. Mm-hmm. 
I'm like, just open your eyes, look and see what's around you. And, you know, there's so many things that will bring you back back into the present moment. Mm -hmm. You'll usually know what to do. You usually will know what's needed to be done. And most of the time, it wasn't an emergency. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's hard to learn. That's hard to learn because we all run on that. We run Mm -hmm. on the reactivity. Our adrenaline is high. Our cortisol is high. It's, Mm -hmm. you know... It, it, our bodies, we've taught ourselves to be that way. Yeah. And I think in this season of life, you know, the, the virtuous midlife crisis, you know, yeah. it did teach me something. It taught me that it's time to change. Mm-hmm. And do I keep it all straight? No. Do I get everything done that I need to? No, I don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm here to tell you. I have tasks. One week it's on paper. Another week it's on my notes. I mean, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Because my goal right now is different. It is to actually remind myself to enjoy what I'm doing in that moment Mm -hmm. and to have faith. That's where, for me, the faith of what needs to be done will get done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't get done, something else will get done. And it's okay. I am not in a life-saving situation. Most of my stuff can really be okay. And it usually is. Sometimes it's better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because True. I'm not running around like a crazy person trying to control everything. Mm-hmm. So there's something in there, I think, to be said around we have this assumption that we can control. Yeah. And that's just, that really isn't true. Yeah. Most of it you're not really controlling. Absolutely. The only thing you control is yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's what I tell my kids a lot. Like, you can't control what what they're doing. You can't control what they do to you. You can control how you react to it. And so having to instill that in my kids has been an excellent reminder for myself mm-hmm. because true. like i can't control the world that we live in no. i can't right. control the circumstances that we're in i can control how i respond to it and whether i let something beat me down or whether i let mm-hmm. it lift me up well exactly you can control the message that you tell yourself mm-hmm. so one thing i do on purpose on mondays mm-hmm. they kind of annoys some people but it's really <laughs> effective for me is I refuse to be one of those like, oh, God, it's Monday. Okay, like Sunday night, sometimes I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. But when I'm on a Monday and I see my team and I go, happy Monday. Hey, it's an opportunity to have a great week. Like, you get to start over now. And and it's a choice, right? It's that message you tell yourself. And it's pretty powerful. Mm -hmm. And I remind, I mean, I do this, too. I lay in bed and I go, okay, I've got a lot going on right now. There's a lot of stress. There's a lot of change going on in our or our organization right now. And I just I literally pause to remind myself in those moments. I go, it's going to pass. Mm-hmm. It's going to get better. It's all going to be OK. It always works out. It always does. Mm-hmm. So I'm refusing to let this get me down. I'm refusing to let it. Not that I, and I'm not perfect at it. Yeah. I got to apologize to somebody tomorrow because I was a little snippy yesterday. <laughs> I was like, oh. it happens. but it happens. But yeah. how you tell yourself what's going on, the message you tell yourself is super important because mm-hmm. being a business owner, I'm sure you feel that like it's lonely mm-hmm. and we, we isolate. We tend mm-hmm. to kind of forget that we all experience a lot of the same yeah. stuff and all of us feel like we don't have it figured out, mm-hmm. you know, kind of that, that feeling like, oh, if they find, you know, the imposter yeah. syndrome, yeah. right? Sure. We all suffer from that. Yeah. That's not unique, find me out. right? Yeah. yeah, they're going to find out. I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Yeah. Right. I don't. <laughs> I'm learning. <laughs> I, I just, I try to do better when I know better, yeah. you know, and, and that's really yeah. what, that's where I come from. And I try to give grace where it's needed and, and, you know, yeah. but. 
it's the message you tell yourself day in and day out of really makes a big difference in how you view things and taking time to celebrate and take time to celebrate the crazy because those are where the best stories are right the best (laughs) stories come from when things don't happen Mm -hmm. as they should the best stories Mm -hmm. are the holiday meals where you know something gets burned and somebody's throwing something against the room (laughs) those are the those are the stories that you tell right so yeah it's like making space for that because sometimes I think, you know, there's this pressure of, of getting things done. Are you, mm-hmm. are you doing enough? Are you having yeah. a productive like, day? Are you do- right. Did you get it all done? Are you, why, why are you sitting mm-hmm. there? What, you know, mm-hmm. and I think you're right. I think that's making space for whatever it is that comes in. Mm-hmm. And I, my parents are elderly now and I watch them and, you know, they're, they're in a different season. Yeah. Right. And, you know, my mom will say to me, don't. Don't, for, don't miss out what you're going through right now. I know mm-hmm. it's stressful, yeah. but you know, this is some of the best part of your life. Mm-hmm. And I remind myself, I'm like, that's so beautiful because mm-hmm. it's mindset. Like we just get into this, I can, like, oh my goodness, I can't do it. It's overwhelming. And I'm like, okay, so what if it's overwhelming? Yeah. Interesting. This is mm-hmm. kind of interesting. This Let's is take crazy. a look at yeah. it. What are we doing? I mean, what do I want to do? How do I want to respond to it? Yeah. And that's the that is the power of how do I talk to myself? How am I with myself? And I started doing this thing uh, for now now just when one week where I wake up and I say to myself, something amazing is going to happen today. Something amazing is going to happen today. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Something amazing happens every day. There yeah, you go. I love that. Only you because I'm notice. looking for it. Exactly. Yeah. And I've acknowledged it. You've set mm-hmm. the expectation. Yes. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, I'm like, wow, I, something amazing did happen. Yeah. yeah. And that's perfect. So um, I've, was, I've been on a kind of a journey of biographies this month. And um, what I'm finding, I, I read Booker T. Washington's Up for Slavery. And... You know, I'm thinking that this is going to be a story, you know, about Booker T. Washington and his life. And it was. But his life's work was empowerment, really, when it comes down to the core of it. I mean, he started the Tuskegee Institute um, after deciding that he was going to be educated without ever knowing what that really meant. Because he didn't have examples of it. But he heard that there was a school. There was a school that he could he could trade tuition, he could trade work for tuition, and he could get an education, and he knew he wanted to be educated. And so he went to work for the lady that none of his friends wanted to work for, because she was mean. And when he got there, (laughs) it's not that she was mean, she had exacting standards. And not everyone wanted to be held to exacting standards. And so he learned from her, because that was the job that he could get, that he could earn the most money so that he could get to the school, right? And he was just trying to earn enough so that he could make the trip because he was in West Virginia, the school's in Virginia, and it's a long way for him to go. And so he, rather than looking at his circumstances like the other boys did, like she's mean, nothing's ever good enough for her. It was, I'm going to learn how to be good enough for her because I need to get to the school. And so he made enough money to get there, to get to the town that he needed to get to, but he didn't have enough for lodgings. And so he slept under a sidewalk because that was the only protected, he found a, a little hole under the sidewalk and he slept under that until he could get to the school. And she looks at this boy who is obviously very poor and he didn't have 
any sort of credentials or anyone speaking on his behalf. He just shows up and he's like, I want to learn. And she's like, okay, wait here. And she puts him in a room and he's looking around the room. She leaves him there for a while. And he's like, all right, trying to kind of process this. And she comes back and she's like, can you sweep? And he's like, yes, I can. And he kind of figures that his life depends on him doing a good job. She finally came back to talk to him. So he sweeps this room and he cleans it to perfection as he was trained by the woman that no one else wanted to work for. Mm -hmm. And at that school, he learned how to empower himself to be better. And he took that out in the world to help other people who were recently freed slaves, who were sharecroppers, who never knew how to do it on their own. Mm -hmm. And it's just an amazing story. He has the gospel of the toothbrush and like mm. the change you can see in someone just by mm. them learning the value of the toothbrush. Mm. It's such an amazing story and I highly recommend you, mm -hmm. you reading about it. It's fantastic. But you guys all learned how to do this from a passion and from a drive, kind of like Booker T. Washington did. Like he, he just knew he had to, he, without even knowing what it looked like. Mm -hmm. And you stepped into your husband's business because he needed you to. You stepped into a new world because you needed to for yourself and for your mission and discovery and, and helping others. And I think that that's just a beautiful trajectory. I mean, what does that look like when you're starting, though? I mean, we see it now where you're at a level of success that you can now give back. But when you were in Ugh, early days, it's like, hard. It's what hard. I, I tried to look it up and it's all coming from male perspectives yeah. and the way men deal with stress. Mm -hmm. And you ladies sort of spoke to that, that it's lonely it, in that it position. Is, it, is, it is lonely because you feel, you know, you're your own worst critic mm -hmm. often. So yeah. I think you hang on to the failures probably more than you should. And you're, you're very critical of yourself. Um, and I just, I, I tried to, I mean, it was just, it was hard because mm -hmm. you just, especially as you're building a business and, and it's financially taxing, there's no such thing as overnight success. I always yeah. laugh when people are like, Oh, look at what you've done. I was like, yeah, the overnight success, 10 years in the making. Yeah. I mean, you know, right. it's, it's a myth uh, mm -hmm. again. Yeah. Um, but it's really, you just, it's, you can't get too swept up in the, because it always takes longer than you think it's going to take, mm -hmm. right? You go, okay, I'm going to build this business and then by three years, I'm going to be profitable. And it's going to take twice as long, at least, yeah. than you think it's going to take. And that's okay, because mm -hmm. you don't know what you don't know when you're getting in. Yeah. And, you know, really, it's just the getting back up day after day, even when you don't feel like it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, evaluating like, okay, what did I do well? What worked? What didn't work? What did I learn from that? Mm. I, most of what I've tackled or dealt with has been, especially with the failures, with the bad decisions that you make. Yeah. Um, or the things that didn't work out quite how yeah. you planned, whether mm -hmm. it was your bad decision or just bad circumstance. Yeah. Um, what can you take from that and learn and make it positive? So mm. I'm... I'm not a optimistic person that's unrealistic. I'm I'm realistic in my optimism, but I choose to always find the silver lining of like, okay, that really 
that was awful. Yeah. But what can I learn from that so that I'm stronger and wiser and better Mm -hmm. from those circumstances? Because otherwise it's not worth it. Yeah. Right. You don't do at least my you don't do this for money. That's yeah. not your driver, right? Money helps. Money yeah. keeps your business afloat so that you mm-hmm. can you you can't have a business if you're not making a profit because then you yeah. can't pay the people. Um, but that's not the driver. It's yeah. it's a, a marker that you're doing things right, but it's mm-hmm. not the only marker. Um, and it shouldn't be the only drive. Yeah. But it's hard. Yeah. It's hard, and it takes you you have to just keep getting up and keep going and learn from what you're doing and and seek education like once you get done with college or professional school or whatever you're it's hard because nobody's giving you assignments anymore nobody's like make sure you read this book and Mm -hmm. and so a big a a big reason of of how brian and i catapulted to the next level of success or even being able to maintain what Mm -hmm. we were doing was realizing we needed to learn how to be good leaders because we it's people go oh you're born a leader no you're not You need to learn skills. Mm-hmm. And um, so we t- we realized we we were failing our team. We weren't leading them properly and it, the business was suffering. So we dug mm-hmm. in and like, we've got learning to do. Yeah. So on top of running the business, we learned and I try to read or do audible. I'm into the audible books mm-hmm. when I'm driving. Yeah. And I try to mix in leadership books mm-hmm. on top of, you know, fun books yeah. and just keep learning from other people learn from kind of what you're doing like learn from other people that have gone there before yeah. you and listen to podcasts mm-hmm. about now podcasts are great we didn't have yeah. those 20 yeah. years ago yeah. um but yeah you just because it's hard it's just mm-hmm. hard yeah. and i don't and you don't ever go ah i'm yeah. here it that yeah. and that's a false expectation too yeah that that i think you you will set yourself up for disappointment if you think that there's going to be a day where mm-hmm. you go i made it yeah, right. We're good. At, at least I haven't found that to yeah. be true, right? Because you just keep discovering, you keep learning more. And once you master something, there's a whole other pile of stuff you had no idea you were going to have to figure out. Yeah, I've mastered some of the easy stuff now. Looking now, it's easy. Yeah, but now I've got I've got stumbling blocks that I could have never dreamed of. Yeah, and and I go, oh, good thing I learned that stuff because yeah. now that stuff I can handle, and I've got these bigger mountains to climb. Yeah. So it's yeah. just, it, there is no end to the climb, I don't think. Yeah. Not that I've found. Yeah. And and my business is, is yours 10 years old? 20. Oh, goodness, you're amazing. <laughs> I mean, mine 20. is five. Yeah. So as you're, as you're talking, I'm like, oh, thank you. Thank you for saying that. Thank you. <laughs> because it is, it's, it's, a, and I, and I'm glad we're talking about this mm-hmm. because I think, it's that false expectation sometimes that people will get into it. I mean, yeah. I opened, I started my business in my later years. So I already had, you know, I had my funding. I knew I was mm-hmm. going to invest this much in it. So there's mm-hmm. a really big safety net for me there. Okay. But I'm telling you, during COVID, and I mean, five years is still young. Yeah. And many, many days, I, I am by myself. And, you know, and I'm open about it. Look, you can go on my social media right now and all you see, I'm having fun. It's all about yeah. me having fun because I am having fun in that mm-hmm. aspect. Mm-hmm. All behind the scenes, it is a lot of, yeah. am I doing the right thing? Am I doing the right, who mm-hmm. can I even ask? Do I, because there's a fear sometimes yeah. of even, if I would say to myself, wow, I had a really slow month. I'm scared that everybody else had a great month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. There's that kind of 
Am I doing it wrong? Mm-hmm. You know? And, and finally I was like, I started talking to other business owners and they were saying the same thing. And I'm like, thank you for saying that. Because yeah. you do, we get into this spot where I, I think it's me. Yeah. Good and bad. I mean, it mm-hmm. is me because I'm running the business. Yeah. But, you know, there's a lot of things like we talked to before that it's not just me. Yeah. I mean, that's, a, you know, that's mm-hmm. pretty, pretty blown over if I'm like, yeah. oh, it's all about me. It's mm-hmm. not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are conditions that are happening. And so mm-hmm. I think, I think even hearing, Stephanie, what you're sharing 20 years into this, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I am having that experience. It takes twice as long. Mm-hmm. It is not easy. There's, there really is, there are things that I enjoy more than others that mm-hmm. I find easy. Sure. But there are things yeah. that I'm like, oh gosh, I really don't want to do that, but you got to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is, yes, it's character building. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know people say that. Doing the hard building. things. Yeah. Yes. Oh, great. But you got to do it. And, yeah. I, and I think that, you know, as far as trying to just learn and learn and learn, that's what I love. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to learn how to run a business. And so there are often times where I'm like, well, you're learning how to run a business yeah. right now. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> You looked at your balance sheet. You're yep. learning how to you're run a business. Learning. So yeah. what are you going to do about it? And mm-hmm. I mean, I've had days where I'm like, I'm shutting the whole thing. You know, there's yeah. days where I'm oh, like, yeah. guess we're all what? done. Guess yeah. what, everybody? Yeah. It's going away. Yeah. So yes. we're just shutting it yeah. down. And I'm like, really? The pendulum starts to swing the other way. And, yeah. and now I'm kind of in the middle where I'm like, uh, what's the next pivot going to be? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because... I want to rise to the challenge. Mm-hmm. I want to try something different. There's yeah. a whole other load of learning that's going to happen that I yep. I am actually very excited about. Yeah. And then keep on going. Yes. But I think um, I think your words are things that you know we we I would love to talk to more people about, mm-hmm. which is it, it five years is a baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Five years is a baby. I did so many things wrong because I didn't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I probably won't do those things again. And the only, when a baby starts to learn to walk, mm-hmm. how many times do they fall? Yeah. That's how they learn. Yeah. That's how we learn as humans. Absolutely. And there's no shame in that. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes I do that to myself to say, oh, how, why did I do that? Or I should yeah. have done that. It's like, well, you didn't know. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. you know. And there's a lot of self-forgiveness there, mm-hmm. too, and, and, and empowerment. Yeah. And, you know, I think the, the story that you brought up of Booker T. Washington, I mean, it could never be so amazing as, as what he did. I mean, he really had a lot more challenges than me. What it brings up for me is that each of us have a lineage. You know, we yeah. have our own, our ancestors, our families mm-hmm. that, you know, in some way or another, they have all contributed to mm-hmm. you being here right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. There's a quote that I love, and it says, uh, I am the wildest, I am my ancestor's wildest dream. Yeah. And it's true. I mean, you they really could is. never, if you think back to however many generations ago. Yeah. And if they can see you now, and, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they are, they're here to hold you up. And I think that's something that I call up for myself is to think, oh, my gosh, all these people that worked in a very different situation mm-hmm. that are now here and they're holding me up. Yeah. Well, that should get you up in the morning because mm-hmm. yeah. you, you, you know, you really have a responsibility to that because yeah. that's a beautiful gift. It is. And I think sometimes, and, and you can probably hear my talking, I'm like this, like one yeah. day I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yes. Next day I'm yeah. like, I'm doing it. Yeah. And it's like that. I think that's the, the yeah. life of what uh, owning a business is. Yeah. And yeah. I think, and I, and it's sometimes it's just a matter of recognizing it and mm-hmm. going, and it's okay. 
You know, you throw yourself a little pity party every now and then and go like, why is it all, why do I have to deal with this? And why do I, and I go, for sure. Okay. Cause that's what I've been chosen to do. So put Mm -hmm. your big girl panties on and deal with it. And, you know, and, and recognizing what, what kind of gives me the strength to push through those hard times where Mm -hmm. you go, do I really want to do this? Wouldn't it be easier to just go be an employee somewhere? Right. (laughs) Is when I meet with or talk to a a younger woman or whatever Mm -hmm. that comes up to me and says, wow, um, you've inspired me to do. And that is a huge Mm -hmm. compliment, burden, Mm -hmm. all of the things. And I feel that responsibility and Mm -hmm. I go, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to brush off my self doubt and I'm going to get, finish up my pity party mm-hmm. and recognize that I am very blessed and I've come through all these challenges and I've yeah. learned a lot. And now it's my responsibility to pass that learning on and that wisdom and, and, and enjoy, you know, looking back and sharing yeah. the stories and mm-hmm. sharing the struggles and, mm-hmm. and being able to laugh about them yeah. about yeah. what were we thinking? Right. We had no idea what we were doing. <laughs> yeah. right. And if you knew then what you know now, you wouldn't have done it. You wouldn't have taken the risk. Yeah. But, you know, but taking that risk, there is no, you will not find any great reward without taking that great risk. Mm-hmm. You know, otherwise it's just mediocrity. Yeah. And I wasn't born for mediocrity. Yeah. None of us were. Mm-hmm. My so, choir director right, had a funny, right. he had a funny lesson that he wanted all of us to know. And that was never be mediocre. Yeah. Absolutely avoid mediocrity at all costs because it's forgettable. You yes. can be the worst at something <laughs> and everyone will remember you. You can be the best at something and yeah. everyone will remember you. Yeah. But if you're mediocre, you're completely forgettable. Absolutely. But... We have no mediocrity here today. We have amazing women that have joined us. I hope that you all have enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so much, Susan, oh, for being here. I can't shake your hand, but thank you, Stephanie, <laughs> Absolutely. For being this was great. It's, it's been such Jealous. a blessing to have this conversation with you. I really appreciate it. Check out uh, Solar Sticks website and go down to Wild Heart. These are amazing female-run businesses in our area, but they're just amazing businesses, to be honest. And I just want to go through again. We We have lots of amazing female-run businesses here in St. Augustine. We've got Pink Stork, run by Amy Upchurch. We've got Renee Unsworth with Totally St. Augustine. Spice and Tea Exchange, run by Colleen Mesner. Hopeful Handbags is Kathleen Miner. Blue Water Jewelers, go sparkle with Nicole Nettles. And if you need a cocktail because you're having a rough day, go check out Sailboard Distilling Company with Susan Lieberman. These are all amazing female Which is right around the corner from Solar Stick. So So you guys have cocktail hour now, right? We do. (laughs) Totally covered. (laughs) They just released a moonshine. That's all um, female-run moonshine. Like, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah. Lots of fun stuff. Thank you all for being here. Thank you, Absolutely. Thank you. Y'all have a good night. We're going to have the Blevins boys in studio, so it'll be a boys club, and I'm just sitting in and trying to corral it tomorrow. Hope you guys have a great night. Bye.